Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is David and Jamie to talk about the defeat to Celtic and win over Motherwell. We chat a little bit about transfers, preview the Edinburgh Derby and we look ahead to Rangers on Sunday. How are we all this week guys? Yeah, not bad mate, yourself? Yeah, doing well. I mean, well, good win yesterday. I mean, uh, we'll come on to that later. We'll obviously start chatting with the we'll start chatting about the Celtic game um, earlier in the week. A two-one defeat. Um, a wee bit disappointing though, Gordon, that we didn't at least get a draw out of that. Yeah, hugely disappointing result. Um, thought we, the way we started the game was very poorly. Uh, I thought first half was. Really, what I didn't expect, to be honest with you, I thought, you know, we would have came out all guns blazing, uh, would have had a real go, learnt from our previous mistakes against Celtic, but unfortunately, we, we, we seem to, to um, I've just forgotten the last couple of games and um, and let Celtic totally dictate the game. Uh, I mean, they just ran right through us in the middle of the park. I thought uh, every time a Hearts player got, got possession in the middle of the park, there was about two, three Celtic players uh, were right into them, and simple things that you expect from your team, we just weren't, we weren't doing, and uh, and I don't know why that was the case. I don't know if they froze or if they just got their tactics wrong or or whatever. But it was a, it was a pretty terrible, terrible first half performance, and um, you know I don't think Celtic were were particularly great. You know I mean Celtic fans will argue that that they were excellent and. That was the reason why they won the game. I disagree. I thought Hearts were very poor in the first half. I thought we were very passive. And we we just, just disappointing. you. Know, I thought we would have fed off the atmosphere because it was really, really good. Everybody was up for the game. Huge chance to go within six points of them. And unfortunately, uh, by the time we started playing, you could argue the game was over because you can't give teams like Celtic, regardless of how many players they're missing, 2-0 leads. You just can't do it. And um, unfortunately, in the end, although we, we could have got a point and probably should have got a point in the end, we, we didn't because we, we left ourselves just too much to do. Although I would argue if, if we did score that penalty at that time, there was enough time for us to win the game. But it's not the point. You know, you, you've, you've got to play like that for 90 minutes in these games. And um, unfortunately, we just we just didn't do it. And, and I look back with... A real amount of regret on on the games against the old firm this season, um, because I think there's real oppor- there was a real opportunity for Hearts to take points in every single one of those games. I mean, we've only really been beaten narrowly in in all of them. Uh, certainly, the the last three against Celtic, and we have all, all been by a single goal, and then obviously we were beaten two 0 at Tynecastle at Rangers, but we we created more than enough chances that day to get something from the game. So you know, it shows that we can, we can compete with both halves of the old firm. But the disappointing thing is we just we just haven't had that bit of quality um, to go on and take take a result. And, and that's the most disappointing thing because if you look at every other game that we seem to have played against the majority of the teams this season, we've had more than enough to put them away. We're comfortably in third place. And I know the manager talks about wanting to cut the gap on the old firm. And I think that's definitely what Hearts need to try and aim for. But I just think this season there was an opportunity there. Rangers aren't, aren't the finished article. 
in a little bit of transition, bringing in a new manager. You've seen them on Saturday against Ross County. You've seen three goals. They're certainly vulnerable. And Celtic missing all those players. I think even if Celtic had their full first team, I, I still would fancy Hearts at home with them. But um, but that's a disappointing thing. I, I felt it was a real opportunity missed, not just to get a point, but three points. And um, I think we, we, we should look back on it as, as a real disappointment. Is it a concern, David, that you know it takes us to go 2-0 down to then start playing in that second half? Yeah, it is. And I think it's not the first time it's happened. We There is a, an argument that Hearts aren't much of a first-half team and haven't been for quite a while. Um, and it's the results against the old firm that are the most avoidable. I know Jamie's shaking his head there, and I'd love to hear his reaction, but I don't think he can stick up for his pal Nielsen after this. Uh, these, these performances against the old firm, especially at home. Um, you know, that's twice now that we've went 2-0 down inside 25 minutes against the old firm and the game's gone because, like, as, as Gordon mentioned, you can't give teams of that quality a lead like that so early because it just, it knocks the stuff out of everyone. You know, the atmosphere was great on Wednesday. Everyone, uh, everyone was up for it. And uh, it knocked, you're sitting there and the game's already gone. And OK, we had chances. Um, yeah, we scored a goal and we had a penalty that, you know, if it's a millimetre inside, it goes in the back of the net and it's too weak. But you're fighting the losing battle. You're having to do so much work just to get back to level pegging. And you can't keep uh, you can't keep expecting to get results by doing that against the old firm because they're just too good for that. Um, and these results are avoidable because it's not been a, ma- a, 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 a matter of fact that the old firm have blitzed us off the park or anything. It's the fact that we've handed them these, these advantages um, so it's we're the masters of our own downfalls in, in, in those games this season. Um, so, yeah, it's concerning. But and, and I think it annoys people more that, you know, I think two years ago, again, in the cup final, when Nielsen said that he'd learned his lesson when he played Celtic. But yet he clearly hasn't because we keep doing the same thing. <laughs> we don't press them. They score and then we, we're chasing the game. So that is disappointing. Um and if you do want to close the gap on the old firm, you have to, you have to beat them. It's a simple. You can't just go around to me expecting to win all the other games and then try and get so I get a bit of luck against the old firm. You should be going into them, especially at home, especially the record that we have at Tynecastle this season, to go and get three points against the old firm. Uh, we did it at the start of the season, um, albeit probably got away with it because I don't think we were very good at home uh, in August against the uh, Celtic. But obviously that was a poor Celtic team at the time. They vastly improved. Um, and when they've got quality players like Jota uh, playing that, that you know, turned turn Michael Smith <laughs> inside out a few times on, on Wednesday, so much so that he had to go off um, with back spasms or whatever it was that Nielsen said he had, um, you know, you're, <laughs> you're going to struggle. Um, so, yeah, disappointing, Ross. But, you know, I think it's maybe one that, you know, maybe next season, uh, if Nielsen claims that he wants to get this team, you know, even stronger, um, position than they are just now, then it's this games that I would expect Hearts to have a better performance and, and get better results. Um, but I think it's something that we, we should have got something out of the game on, on Wednesday. I don't think anyone can can deny that. And it's disappointing that we didn't. It's about fine margins, Jamie. Um, and, you know, we did, um, we did get a penalty in the game. Liam Boyce hit the post. I mean, he's missed a few penalties now. There has been a wee bit of criticism from Harps fans. Do you think he should be staying on the penalties? Um, probably not. Probably not for me. I think the thing with strikers is they're often 
reactionary, if you like. He's a reactionary kind of finisher. So when the ball comes to him instantly, he knows what he wants to do with it. Penalties, he's often got too much time to kind of think of what he wants to do for me. This is where you get somebody like a centre-back. John Stewart took one at Pataudry earlier on in the season. Uh, very good penalty in at the corner. Obviously, Boyce scored against Elkin Lake Talbot at the weekend, so I wasn't necessarily surprised to see him step up and take it. But I think now he's probably had enough chances for me at, uh, at penalties. Gordon, is the criticism warranted for Liam Boyce? Listen, I think uh, when it comes to penalty taking, you, you've got you've got it, especially when it's your striker, you've got to be hitting the back of the net for me, you know. And I think definitely missing three out of uh, eight, I think is it's it's not a great return really. I mean, you can maybe you can maybe let him off with one, two at a push, but I think a, a hugely important game like that. You've got to be scoring, uh, particularly the games t- uh, two-one. You can get yourselves level. He's unlucky because you know it does hit the inside of the post. Um, sometimes it happens, but really y- you need to be scoring um, those penalty kicks. And uh, listen, if there's anybody else that that can take them, then great. But I think uh, you you've only got to look at Hearts' recent record. I'll say recent, actually, really over the last 10 years. Um, they've never had a... Since probably Paul Hartley left, actually, um, maybe Michael Stewart, they've not had a proper penalty taker. And I think that's been our problem. Um, so, yeah, I guess until someone's comfortable enough to take penalty duties, um, he will continue to take them because I think as a striker, you should still be able to score from 12 yards because at the end of the day, you're... Your job is to score. Uh, to score. So, uh, I don't know. I think maybe another miss, and that would definitely be him um, taking off them. But you've, you've got to look right through at the squad. Who's going to come in and, and take them? Um, because there's no, there's no really a long list of players who's chopping at the bits to take penalty kicks. Um, I think Smith's taken a couple. Certainly missed. I think last was the last season or season before, and kept the crossbar. Uh, on one penalty, obviously mentioned Suter, he'll be gone anyway soon. Um, so you need to start thinking about who you want to come in and, and take the penalties. Um, so I, I just don't know, to be perfectly honest with you. I think the criticism of um, the penalty taking is right, but overall he's still a top goal scorer and he's had a, a fantastic season. And uh, let's not forget he, he scored in that game got another assist against Motherwell um, when he's a, f- a fully fit and firing Liam Boyce is, uh, is one of the best strikers in the division. And I think um, when he gets back up to that level, hopefully he'll have a strong end to the season. And I'm sure he will. Obviously move on and chat a little bit about the game yesterday, David Motherwell. Um, a good result considering it's a team that were in fourth. We're now 10 points clear of them. Yeah, it, is. it was a, it was quite a big game, really, because you don't you want to try and stretch your lead in, in third away from the chasing pack as, as big as possible. We managed to do that yesterday, um, albeit it was a struggle to to not only be a, to, to watch but to, to try and enjoy. It was uh, wasn't the greatest game Hearts will ever play, and I think Nielsen alluded to that. Um, thought the performance overall was pretty sloppy. Um, I don't think it was a, a great spectacle. Um, it was a bit like hot potato in the middle of the ball. The game never really settled down. Uh, I thought Motherwell pressed us quite well in the opening, um, you know, f- 10, 15 minutes. Um, 
And, you know, the two goals come from two errors from them, really. They lose the ball. We counter pretty well. And, um, you know, we had enough people in the box for the first for the first goal. And it's a it's a lovely finish by Halliday. Kind of just passes it in the corner. Uh, and, you know, as, as, as Gordon alluded to, you know, Liam Boyce yesterday thought he had a, a pretty good game. Uh, and, and his pass for the second goal was was inch perfect. Um, although I've never seen someone so slowly round the keeper before, but uh, it didn't it didn't really matter in the end um, for the third. Well, that should have been third. Um, but yeah, it, listen, r- results are obviously the most important thing. Um, the performance wasn't great. I guess you could argue that it's a good sign of a, a team that that's, doesn't have to play well but can still grind out results. Um, so uh, in that respect it's it's promising and it's good and um, because it's I think we've all said it before that these are the types of games that two three seasons ago we'd have probably comfortably gotten beat or we would have bottled it or something like that and um, so it's a nice change to win games like that instead of uh, drop points um keeps the time castle record going uh this season which is good and also like you say it it, it stretches our lead in third from fourth and uh we could maybe start looking at getting the passports dusted off. I don't want to speak too soon, but yeah, I'm, I'm quietly confident the third is ours now. Um, but yeah, and overall, I, 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 obviously I, I, I had a good day, but performance-wise, disappointing, but the results there, and that's really all that matters, isn't it, at the end of the day, so you can't really complain too much. And Jamie, what do you make of the, the new signing Sims from Everton? Yes, he come on on Wednesday and uh, looks good, put himself about. Um, we spoke to him after the game yesterday. He was the, the player that Hearts put up for press after getting his first goal for the club. And he was uh, he was pretty happy to be here. Uh, it seems like Benny played quite a part in getting him up here. Not obviously with signings, but more just encouraging him, saying it's all it's good up here and all that. It's a good place for you. Obviously knows him from his time in the, the Everton Academy. So... At least he's got a kind of friendly face to, to help him settle in up here. And obviously the thing with these short kind of loan spells is you need to be able to be fit and hit the ground running. And I feel like when we've kind of had players on loan previously, they've not been fit enough to kind of hit the ground running. Now, obviously, uh, he's got his first goal for the club and he, he said he took quite a bit of confidence from that yesterday. So he's now eyeing up a goal in the derby. Do you think... Him and um, Boyce can strike up a good partnership, Gordon. Yeah, definitely. I think you've seen that on uh, on Saturday against Motherwell. There, I was actually surprised Hearts got him to be honest with you because he's he's certainly highly rated in South at, at Everton. Uh, done very well at Blackpool last season and uh, was unlucky with injuries because he uh, he was a huge part in them getting promoted. I think he ended up missing the playoff final, but um, he certainly had a fabulous season. And um, and in the end, I think Blackpool really wanted to get him back, but Everton were actually keen to have him as part of the uh, the first team squad. So, um, but he's just, I think since Rafa came in, he just struggled to sort of get game time. But fabulous signing for for Hearts. I think he'll do really really well. Um, and it shows you the progression that the the club and the ambition that the club are showing that they're able to attract these types of players up here. Um, I think if he has a really good season, uh, certainly a really good second half of the season, and we said that we needed a striker who could come in and do that. It was just last week's show that they were talking about, um, you know, the impact that Zifuk had. Uh, I always think back to when Liam, uh, Lee Miller came in and uh, in Ricardo Fuller, you know, these types of loans who come in and done really, really well. And I think he could be a similar type. 
Um, the good thing is Hearts are pushing next season and if they're in Europe, they potentially make an argument for getting them back again. Um, it'll all depend on, uh, I think, wherever and are. If they, if they get relegated, I can see him ending up actually as part of their first team squad next season. But if, if they stay up, then I think uh, there's a good chance Hearts could get him back again. So, uh, well, well, we'll certainly see what happens on that front. But I think if you can come here and score goals, um, do really, really well, then uh, um, it bodes well for us. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that, that's another good signing that we've got from, from Everton. And um, you you want to be kind of going down and, and picking up decent players from, from these clubs and, and showing to, to big uh, Premier League clubs that actually we can really develop your players. Um, because I think it's easy for English clubs to send players on loan uh, to championship clubs or League One clubs and stuff like that, and it's just not quite the right environment for them to to learn their trade. Where I think Scot Scottish football in particular is kind of um, looked down upon, and I don't think they've ever really taken it seriously. But I think over the last few years, they've it's probably since Brexit really. Um, they've started to kind of look at Scottish football a little bit more closely and that they can actually get something out of it. And I think, uh, I mean, you only see it with Man United sending Diallo up. I think that's that, that, that's really good for the Scottish game. Um, I mean, he was only signed a year ago for £37 million. Now he's on loan at Rangers. And I think, you know, English clubs will look at Scottish teams and think, yeah, we can we can definitely send them up there because they'll, they'll, they'll really learn their trade. They're going up to a, a competitive league one where you've got to win every week, particularly if they're sent to the bigger clubs. And uh, and that's only good for their development. So I expect Sims to do well. Um, hopefully we can keep them a wee bit longer. And uh, and as you say, I, I think I think there's a good chance that he will form a good partnership. The, the good thing for us is that he can play in a front three, um, as can Boyce, as can Mackay. You know, you can move it around a little bit. If you want to go a little bit more direct, you can play them as a two. So it, it's certainly a really good, good signing. And um, and if that's to, to be the end of our transfer business, then I'm very, very pleased. Another signing we made this week, David, was um, obviously the signing of Toby Sibbick. He returned to Hearts. It was a bit of a shock for us all in the group chat. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think any Hearts fan that said they'd seen that coming uh, that night would be a liar. Um, came totally out the blue. Um Obviously, it's a name that kind of gets mentioned over the previous transfer, just because obviously it's a very short stint um, under the Stendhal era where he lasted about three games and then got a pr pretty bad bout of illness. Um, so it's good to see him back up, clearly saying that he's matured as a player. And judging by his performance uh, for the 45 minutes yesterday, I thought he was excellent. Um, thought he really had kind of had Van Veen in his back pocket when he came on. was actually surprised about the pace of the guy as well. Um, for someone that looks quite um, quite a big stocky guy, he, he, he certainly can uh, can move about quite well. Um, so yeah, it's a great signing for us. Obviously, we needed to to strengthen in that area due to Suter leaving. Um, but on, and obviously now with Halkett being out for for a few weeks, um, it definitely gives us a little bit more cover. Um, but I thought he played really well, especially in the centre of the back three. Thought he controlled it pretty well as soon as he came on. Maybe had one slightly risky pass um, in him, but you know. If he can defend as he did yesterday for the rest of the season, then be more than delighted to see him start every game uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, really good bit of business, and it's not the first time we've said that um, over the past 12 months of Hearts. So, yeah, a really good signing. And it is a 
really good bit of business, isn't it, Jamie? I mean, he's only 22. He's played a lot of games for Barnsley as well. He's, he's, he's got vast experience for being so young. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of the time for me, when you look at somebody that's leaving a certain club, you go and look at what their fans are saying. And a lot of their fans were, were quite gutted. I think they're struggling at the moment. And, you know, you let somebody so young go, somebody that's still got kind of potential in them. I think it's a bit of a strange one, to be honest. So I don't think the Barnsley fans were particularly happy with that one. But, uh, yeah, more than happy to snap him up on a, on a permanent transfer with uh, development expected, I suppose you could say. Obviously, we've got the derby coming up um, this week, Gordon, as ever. A huge game. Hibs not in too good form under Sean Maloney, but that kind of goes out the window, doesn't it, in derbies? Yeah, yeah, form certainly does go out the window in derby games, but um, I think Hearts should go down there uh, with a lot of confidence, playing some decent stuff at the moment. And I think if Hearts uh, turn up and certainly play their game, I think there's a really good chance that they'll they'll certainly win the game. And um, Hibs are vulnerable at the moment. They've got a lot of new players who um, are maybe struggling to settle a little bit because obviously it takes time. And I think uh, a derby game is maybe the last thing that Sean Maloney wanted at this at this time. To be perfectly honest, um, when you are trying to bed a lot of your new players in and the pressure's on, um, but at the same time, it could be the perfect game for them because. You just never know in, in derby games. But I'm confident enough that Hearts can go down there and, and get a good result. Um, I think the last one at Town Castle was a totally different game because Hearts themselves were just starting to settle a little bit. We had a lot of new players who had just came into the, 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 the team. Um, so it was we were at that stage in the season where we were still trying to find our best kind of a living. I think now we're a lot more settled. I think we're an experienced side and I think um, and a lot of them have played in derbies before, although we've got a lot of new players I think a lot of them know what it's all about, so hopefully we can go down there, set ourselves and uh, and really give them a doing because you know it's um, it would be a sweet one I have to say going down there um, I think if anything Nielsen needs it to be perfectly honest with you because it's a huge game for him. Robin Nielsen does need a derby win at Easter Road doesn't he Jamie? If you say so, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the derbies recently have been dominated by the away team. I think the last home win was when we beat them in the, the split game in 2018, I want to say, when Lafferty and, and Naismith scored. Um, I think Gordon's right to touch on the derby earlier in the season. I don't see it being nil-nil again. Um, I think Hibs are significantly weaker without Martin Boyle and their team. I look back to that game, I thought whenever he got the ball that day at Tynecastle and ran at us, they looked pretty dangerous. But without them, I watched the, the Scottish Cup game against Cove Rangers and I thought toothless was the word um, that I used to describe them that night. And I read, I think it was in the Scotsman, or Scotland on Sunday, sorry, this morning, they had described them as toothless again uh, yesterday. So uh, I'm pretty confident. I've got to say I'm a little bit surprised to see that the bookmakers have uh, put Hibs as favourites or opened up as favourites. Um I imagine a lot of Hearts fans and maybe some Hibs fans as well might be putting their dosh on Hearts if they can bring themselves to do it. In midfield, we've, Robbie's got a bit of an issue, hasn't he? I mean, who do we pick? Do we pick Benny? Do we pick Devlin? Do we have Benny and Devlin like yesterday? Or do we put Haring in? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I, I think any of the three is probably fine. I think the strong, I think 
on current form, I'd say the strongest is probably sounds stupid to say because it's only his first full 90 back yesterday. But I think Benny is undroppable. Um, to be honest, I think the quality he possesses in possession and out of possession is just too good to lose. And and to be perfectly honest, I think Harrim deserves a start over Devlin. I think Devlin over the last few games, um, especially I thought Celtic and obviously yesterday against Motherwell, thought he's he, I thought he was quite poor, just kind of kind of got caught up a little bit, was kind of chasing shadows a little bit. Um, listen, the guy will run in, in himself into the ground and that's what's great about him. Uh, and look, he did well for, for both goals. Um, don't, don't get me wrong, he did very well on the first goal, especially to nick it in the box. But there was times when it was really easy for Motherwell just to pass us, pass her, uh, out, about, uh, out their back four in the midfield um, because we were kind of just pressing kind of half arsely. And I think Devlin can get quite caught up in the press. Um, and when he kind of does it on an on his own, then it leaves it leaves a bit of a gap. Um, so I think currently, I think he, I personally, I would say anyway, we should be Benny and Harren. Um, I think as well, Harren's obviously played at Easter Road a couple of times. I don't think he's ever had a bad game against Tibbs. Uh, although I did feel sorry for him when he got played up front against them, but that's that was a Levine thing, so I wouldn't take that in isolation. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think it's one of those that. I, to be honest, let's let's be real. I think our midfield's better than theirs, so I, I don't think it really matters per se. But I think the strongest of the the current the, of the three combinations that you can play if we if we play the three four three that we think we're going to play. Although Nielsen does like to spring out a back four from time to time, but if we start with the three at the back and we're playing the four in midfield, I think the two centre mids, based on what we've seen recently, I think should be Benny and, and Haddon. But if if it's Benny and Devlin, I don't think anyone would turn their nose up at it. Let's let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting what we decide to do against Hibs because I think Nielsen has had his critics of kind of playing to the opposition more than his team strengths in the big games, which is probably maybe why results in, well, his record in the bigger the bigger games, if you want to put that in quotation marks, are, are maybe slightly poor um, compared to the previous managers because I think, especially right now, Hearts are clearly a superior squad than, to, than what Hibs possess at the moment. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, I'm hoping that he does. Well, obviously, obviously, we're hoping we win. But he need, I think Gordon Drake does need it because there is that element of our sport that just can't quite get on board with him because of his record in the derbies. And it matters so much um, to, to many Hearts fans. So I think if a, a win here would boost not only his popularity, um, but probably <laughs> means that there won't be any protests around the corner, <laughs> no matter what happens if he beats him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I don't think anyone can deny that Hearts are the favourites, unless so obviously James pointed out the bookies don't think so. But I think that'll change uh, over the next couple of days. Um, and yeah, I mean, listen, I'm never, I'm always wary going into derbies, especially Easter Road, because you know, like you say, freak things can happen in derbies. But I think this one is uh, one that I think we should be going in really full of confidence and and put them to the sword. Just to butt in there, Ross, I think David's right to mention Devlin. Uh, I, I fought against Celtic especially. Um, he was kind of trying to trying to press, you know, obviously we're, we're right to say that Hart uh, stood off Celtic, but Devlin was the one that was trying to press when it wasn't his job and that left kind of Haring quite isolated in the middle. Obviously, we made six changes for that Motherwell game. It'd be interesting to hear if you think that the fact, say somebody like Peter Haring, um didn't didn't get on or sorry come on late on I think didn't he and then obviously Benny got the whole ninety so does that mean that maybe Haring's going to start with Devlin in the middle on on Tuesday 
I don't know, a lot of the time I would have to say that the guys that didn't play on Saturday, he was maybe resting for Tuesday. But for me, actually, Andy Halliday, I would like to start Andy Halliday now um, over Cochrane. Just on on form, we speak about form. Uh, I think Halliday had a, he was my man of the match yesterday. Cochrane, last time we saw him against Celtic, wasn't great. So on form, Andy Halliday's done enough to get the start for me. It's as if you read my mind, Jamie, because that was next to my list, Andy Halliday, David and or Jamie. He needs to start the next game, doesn't he? Because he needs that sort of experience going into derbies. He, ha- he has played big games before. Yeah, I mean, look, listen, the ha- Halliday has his, his critics and, and people will just never get on board with what Halliday kind of offers and, and him as a player. And, and that's that's fine. People can have their opinions. But as you say, I think based on what we've seen recently from Andy Halliday, then I think he is he, he has to start. Um, and I know that will annoy quite a few Hearts fans probably, but it's just the truth. Um, he, he hasn't really put a, f- a foot wrong. He, uh, he's, he's been very consistent recently and I don't think that, yes, OK, he's not the flashiest player, obviously. He, he doesn't bring out 10 out of 10 performances, but if he can dish out a 7 or an 8 every weekend, then, then, then you, you're biting your hand off for something like that. Uh, and he's, he clearly has a goal in him too as well, which is a surprise. Um, so, yeah, I think, he, he, I think like you say as well, he's, he's played in old firms. Um, obviously, he has the, the hot head tag on him. Um, which, you know, away from home, I think you do need someone with a little bit of fire in the belly that can get right up for it and, and you know, ruffle a few feathers. Obviously, within reason, you don't want him doing an Aberdeen and coming on with 10 minutes to go and getting sent off. So you need to find the right balance. And he does, obviously, that's one of the reasons why I think people are not Halliday's biggest fan, because he does have that um, in, in his locker, which is not a great thing to possess um, in your locker. But he has everything else, and I think in a derby that that can work to our advantage. Um so yeah, I, I think you know there's he's talk there's talk about him getting a new contract or whatever. And I think if he continues to perform as he has done recently, then I think you know Hearts would be foolish to not extend it. Um because not only is he is he good uh, in the left wing back position that he's playing, but he can fill in, in a lot of places. He's a very versatile player. And I think you need someone in a bit like Michael Smith, where you have that versatility. I think it's good to have in, in multiple positions. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. Halliday is uh, one for me. And I think a lot of Hearts fans would be foolish to say otherwise that I think he, he, he kind of has to start on Tuesday. Going back, obviously, to Robbie Nielsen in the big games, Jamie, you, you did touch on Hibbs not being, um, you know, not, not having a good start under Sean Maloney and, you know, they lost to Livingston. Um, at the weekend, how does Robbie set up for this game? Does does he set up like he usually does? You know, trying to trying to you know have a slow-ish start away from home, or do we go all guns blazing? I think you. It's a difficult one again because it's Easter Road. Um, I'd like to see us try and dictate possession. Um, I think we've got some good ball players in our team just now, so I would like to see us comfortable in possession, first of all. And Hibs don't... I know they scored two goals against Livingston, but if you look at Cadden's goal, that's a cross. So I'm not too worried about Hibs creating a lot of chances. Um, I still wouldn't go all guns blazing, um, but I would like to see us kind of try and dictate possession away from home in a derby. That would be quite impressive. Um, Although, having said that, when Hibs went to Parkhead, a couple of weeks ago, they had more possession, um, although they did nothing with it. Um, and I think at Fair Park as well, they had a lot of the ball, but Motherwell obviously had a man sent off. So maybe that's going to be difficult. Hibs seem to enjoy having the lion's share of possession as well. So 
it'll be interesting, certainly. But I would like to see us focus on ourselves because I agree sometimes maybe Robbie can uh, probably look a bit too much into uh, overthink things, if you like. Um, you know, we know what we're capable of. We know what we're strengths are. So I'd rather just focus on ourselves. And then, Jamie, as well, what do you make of the criticism of certain fans of Robbie Nielsen in the big games? I mean, he's got us to third. We're 10 clear. Yeah, you know, we're doing very well this season. Obviously, we had some some bad results, especially last season in the Cup. Um, the Brora and, and Alloa games are obviously unforgivable for some people. And, um, you know, the Brora game's the worst result in the club's history. So, you know, people have, are entitled to say that he should have been sacked after that game. But I think now you look at where we are, you look at the progress. We're now saying that we're disappointed that losing by a goal to the old firm. I think that shows the progress that Robbie's made. Um so yeah, there's no there's no pleasing some folk, and I think if Robbie Nielsen was to was to win, then it would sharp a few people on the Hearts Review certainly. David, you care to comment? Well, I mean, I think Jamie's right. I'm not. I was never Nielsen's biggest fan when he came back, but willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. If he wins games, then he'll be the first manager on my list that I'll enjoy uh, watching Hearts the most with. Um, especially if he starts winning derbies. I think that it's, you know, it, he has the same kind of um, the feel about it as kind of what Aberdeen and Dell had, where, the, you know, there was just people that just weren't on board of him. Uh, and especially he, I think he was the worst for having the, the mindset in the big games of trying to stifle the opposition and playing to his own strengths. Um, so, yeah, it does have that feel about it. But, I mean, I think now I'd like to think that, you know, and it's, he's been in, a manager for a lot longer now he's got a lot more experience I'd like to think that he, he's learnt from mistakes although you know we, I kind of alluded to earlier that he said that against Celtic and it looks like he hasn't um, but especially in derbies I'd like to think that he now recognises the magnitude of these games for, for Hearts fans and that you know losing two hibs for some people really is unforgivable um, and, you, and you'll never really I mean listen, people still talk about the the, the God forbid I mention it, but the 2-2 the game in 2016, you know, people do mention it because it's still the cloud that hangs over Robbie Nielsen's managerial career. Um, first round, first time round at Hearts. Um, so he does need to win over a few people with this, no matter how how well we, we we play in the league, you know. People want to see Hearts win big games. It's what people, Hearts fans kind of look forward to when they look at the fixture calendar. It's the games against Hibs, Celtic, Rangers and all them, and the, and the big cup games as well. Um, but I get what you mean. You know, we're third, we're ten points clear. How can anyone be annoyed? But people find a way. Um, but if he wins the derby on Tuesday, then you know a lot of people will probably be retracting some of their previous statements. I hope. Yeah, it's a massive game. You know, there, there's still questions out on Robbie Nielsen's uh, big game record, not just his derby record. I mean, he's yet to win at Easter Road as a Hearts manager, and I think. Um, to be a successful Hearts boss, a lot of your um, your record kind of relies on your your Derby record, really. And um, he, listen, he's he's never he's never really set the the, the fire in, in Derby games. You know, the performances for me have never been dominant. Uh, he won the big one, the semi final, but a lot of people still look back to twenty sixteen in that replay. So I think he's still got a lot of ghosts to. Um, to banish at Easter Road, particularly, and uh, certainly if he goes down there and he gets a result on Tuesday, that that will go a long way in doing that. But um, I think he, I think it's a performance as well. You know, you want to see Hearts go down there and be do uh, dominant. Um, 
play some good football and uh, and score a few goals. And um, I think if Hearts set up the right way, they start off with the correct tempo, I think there's a really good chance they can do that. You know, turn the crowd against Hibs. The last thing you want to do is start sloppily like they did, um, even against Celtic and then, and then even against Motherwell there, um, the way they started that game. So I, I don't think they can afford to do that because that will simply just give Hibs a lift and give them a lot more belief where if Hearts start the game in the right fashion, start it aggressively um, and, and get an early goal, then that, that turns um, the home support against their team and I think it becomes easier for Hearts. So it will be interesting to see um, how he approaches it. It's a massive game for him. Um, I think Hearts get three points and that, that is third wrapped up for me. I don't see um, anybody getting close to us. And then it's a case of just... Um, you can almost kind of look towards the cup after that um, because it's a, like I've said plenty of times, it's a huge season for Hearts. If they finish third and either us or the old firm win the cup, you've got group stage European football and um, and no team outside the old firm has got to the group stages Europe since I think Aberdeen in 2008. So it's a long, long time any team's done it and the money and the, the prestige that that would give to the football club it would take us to that next level where we might even be able to start challenging the old firm again um, properly, you know. So, yeah, it's a huge game, really sets us up um, because I think of it, you know, you, you look at that that first season that, that Nielsen had in the Premiership and it's almost mirrors it in a way because we were third in the league, um, had the derby come along and then it just kind of changed. Although they went and finished third that season, the sort of momentum and the feel-good factor changed over losing that derby game. And um, I think this is different because obviously it's, it's, Hibs are not in the championship and it's not a cup game, but I still think it could have a similar significance. So it's, it's huge for him to go and win this game. Um, even if he, if he got a draw, I would be disappointed with a draw, but I think it would, um, it would keep some monkeys off his back, but I think he's really got to go down there and win the game. And, uh, and prove to people that um, he, you know, the the previous kind of ghosts have been banished. I think ma- massive for him, and and hopefully he'll be able to do that. Um, but if he loses, then a lot of the old questions come back, don't they? It doesn't matter if you're third in the league. It doesn't matter if you're second. If you don't beat Hibs, the pressure's on. Um, so big, big game, and uh, I think Hearts are more than capable of going down there and taking care of them. What's everyone's predictions before we talk about the Rangers game coming up? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 2-0 Hearts. I'll say 2-1 uh, Hearts. 3-1. Hibs. Oh, piss off. 3-1 <laughs> Hearts, 3-1 Hearts. <laughs> Robbie will deliver. I was, I, was, I was about to say there, I didn't realise we had Spencer on the show. <laughs> Spencer, Jamie, has a difference. Rangers are the next game after Hibs, uh, David. We got a 1-1 draw there um, earlier on in the season at Ibrox. Four o'clock kickoff on on a Sunday. It's a bit of a pain, that being the end of the weekend. But we have we will take confidence having got a draw there before this season. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
yeah, you're right. Four o'clock on a Sunday is not only weird, uh, annoying, but it's strange. Usually Sunday games are lunchtime on telly, never four o'clock like Super Sunday. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, we, we should go. Look, It's all relative because if we beat Hibs, then we should be going there with so much confidence. It's beyond belief and should be going to try and, and put, put the game to Rangers a bit. I got obviously it's difficult to do. Um, but yeah, they, they clearly look a bit shaky at the back. You know, conceding three goals to, to Ross County isn't um, the hallmark of a good, but a solid uh, defence. Um, so that's something that we can maybe try and look towards, obviously. But they've just signed a, a Diallo um, from Man United on loan, who's a, a top quality player, even if he does put up a, 60, a, a montage on Twitter of him passing the ball against Ross County uh, in his first game. He's still a good player. Um, so... So, yeah, um, it's definitely going to be a, a, dif- a difficult game. Every game uh, away to the old firm is challenging, but take confidence from the game previously. I think take confidence also from the one against Celtic that we had enough chances to get someone out in that game. We just couldn't take them. Uh, so I think if if the, the opportunity comes this time, you do have to, to capitalise. And I think, you know, uh, having a guy like Sims, I think definitely helps because it gives you the opportunity to not... not so much to play hoofball, but you can go direct against Rangers, and I think it's something that they actually struggle with, especially in that right hand side with Tavernier. We know he's a bit flaky uh, in the in, when the game gets a little bit physical, um, and who knows if Goldson's heart is still in it anymore? To be honest, I mean, he looks like he wants to leave. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely there. Then the opportunity to get something in that game is 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 close enough that it's, it's within our grasp. It's whether we decide to to gather it with both hands. Um, but I think it's a game that, you know, in previous seasons we dread. And I think now it shows you the difference of this team that we're kind of looking forward to, to games like that in the, in the hope that we can get something. David's right, Gordon, when he does say that, you know, Rangers' defence isn't really that good. They did concede three against Ross County. Um, yeah, they did. But I think there's a difference from going away from home and, and Rangers being at home. I uh, don't really recall them conceding too many goals at Ibrox this season, in fairness to them. They shipped two goals against uh, Ross County at Ibrox as well, earlier in the season, 4-2 or something. Oh, right, did they? Um, I County are not right side, to be fair. I, I actually like what Malky McKay's done there. You know, a lot of people tipped him to go straight down this season, but I have a funny feeling that they would do quite well, so another correct prediction by me. But, um, yeah, I, I think we can go there, uh, do quite well. Hopefully, but listen, it'll come down to whether or not Hearts have the bottle to go there and get a result. And I think we've, um, although we've we've ran the old firm close this season, we just we just um, have fallen short. But pressure's all in Rangers, you know. Particularly if Hearts win the derby, <clears throat> it's almost a free hit really for them because uh, that that huge gap and and thirds go there, and, and and Rangers will really need to to win regardless if they, they win the old firm game or not because every point is huge for them I think if, if Rangers were to get beat then um, the, the atmosphere could could be pretty negative from the from the home supporters towards their own side uh, particularly if it's uh, if they don't get an early goal uh, the longer it maybe stays nil-nil or if Hearts go in front or whatever then, then suddenly it becomes difficult for the Rangers players Um so, like I say, if Hearts get a result Tuesday, then uh, they can go there and it's almost a free hit. And you never know. Um, I think it's, we're, we're overdue a win in Glasgow. Absolutely overdue a win. So, I'd, I'd love it to come on this occasion. But, uh, yeah, yeah who, who knows? Who knows? I think it's... Uh, if, if we get a result Tuesday, we can take care of uh, Rangers. 
um, and go into the game and have a have a better free hit. So we'll see. No, I, I obviously I agree actually with a lot of what Gordon's just said there. I think he's right to mention the Ibrox atmosphere if uh, if they get beat at Parkhead, say, and they're not really blowing teams away anymore, Rangers, like they kind of were last season. Um, seem to be making heavy weather of a lot of their free points this season. So, yeah, Gordon's right. If we can go in there and stay in the game, you know, Robbie's never been humiliated in Glasgow, as Spencer's alluded to before. So, uh, no, uh, you know, David's right to say that we're, we're completely right to be looking forward to these sort of games now and uh, in the hope that we can get something. I'm not sure if you guys have got enough loyalty points to go to those sort of games or not. I, I don't know, but um, I'll be there and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. More than enough loyalty points, Jamie, and you know that fine well. And the irony is for a man who uh, goes into the game now in the media box, I think you might start be sweating in a couple of years' time over loyalty points. So I wouldn't worry about us, sunshine. Still got my season ticket this season. I still like to give my money to the club. Big hearts have actually got my season ticket. I'll have you know, Gordon, so I'm a, a good human being like that. Never denied it. And it's good you're plugging Hearts official charity, Jamie. Well done. Predictions then for Ibrox? 4-0. Yeah, 3-0 at Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there too often too often with optimism I don't actually go to Ibrox or even Parkhead with optimism anymore because it just it's not worth the pain seriously anytime I think we're going to get a result it just doesn't happen so I just go there with a clear call it was the same when we went to Ibrox earlier in the season I thought right, we've got stuffed here it'll be 2-3-0 but we got a draw you know, we've got an, a nice uh, amount of limbs so I'm going there with a clear mind where I'm going to enjoy my day have a few beverages before it and uh, and hopefully Hertz get a result. But if they didn't, then it was expected. So be it. So be it. I think that's a good way to end the show. Thank you all for joining me this week. Until next week, goodbye. <laughs>